Hello team and welcome to episode 438 of the Simply Fit podcast. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Katie Jackson. Katie is a wife, mother, equestrian and wellness advocate. After going through a major lifestyle change when COVID hit, Katie transformed the way she lived her life and recognized that she was going to be the main role model for her daughters and that it was her duty to inspire them to be unapologetically themselves. Since then, she has been living and breathing this mission and is helping other mothers around the world to do the same. In this episode, you can expect to learn what does unbreakable energy even mean and how you can achieve this as a mother of young children, how to prioritize your own health and well-being even if you're looking after your children all the time, along with how to maintain your healthy routines during holidays and schedule changes. So without further ado, Katie Jackson. Katie Jackson, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about you, Elliot? I am very, very well. Thank you so much for asking. I'm very excited to go into today's topic of conversation, specifically the demographic we're going to be focusing on as well. I think we all know how important mothers are, and maybe they are an underserved demographic in many ways as well. But before we do dive into that, can you give us a little context about who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, so I am a wife and I'm a mother of two I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. I own the business called Fuel for Impact, and it's making a huge transition this year into more coaching aspects. I'd like to focus more on mothers because I myself am one, and I see such a need for it. So I've started doing this already, and I help mothers transform into their confident, energetic selves so they can balance time, pursue passions, and inspire their children while doing so. So it's a real powerful experience and it's really cool to see mothers gain that light, that energy back. Yeah, I love the mission that you're on and I love the outcome of the mission that you're on as well. And talk to us a little bit about your personal journey with motherhood. I find that most people center their attention around a specific demographic based on either going through that themselves and feeling the desire to help people who go through their situations or maybe witnessing something where they're just pulled towards it. And I imagine this comes from your personal circumstance. So how has your experience been with going into motherhood and finding your feet within that and you know, ultimately finding what you want to create for others with giving them their energy, allowing them to be the best versions of themselves? Yeah, so uh, yes, I do have my own personal story that kind of inspired this whole journey. I always wanted to be a mother and I kind of knew that. I don't know how approximately how many years or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I just knew. And when me and my husband got married, we just said, you know, we had been together for a really long time and I was like, okay, well, let's just see what happens. And it didn't take very long and boom, I was <laughs> pregnant and You know, the entire pregnancy, thankfully, was healthy. And then I got my first child, Evelyn, who is now, I cannot believe, almost seven. Wow. Yeah. So she has taught me a lot. She's very loving, very caring, very compassionate, and very sweet. And, you know, I was at the time I was working a full-time job and absolutely loved the job. Had no complaints whatsoever. It was actually in the fitness and wellness industry. So gotcha. I was totally in my element working for more corporate and 
helping people. But I just started to notice that I was running super low on energy. I had, I never had any energy and I almost became to deal with my stress. I almost became an over exerciser, like an avid over exerciser. And I didn't eat very well because of that. And mostly is I wasn't consuming the right calories that I needed. And, you know, I was so focused on my clients that I didn't really focus on myself. And all of these things started to come to fruition. And I actually started to develop a lot of digestive issues. So I was put on Prolisec for a short period of time um, to kind of help with that. But of course, it did not fix the real issue. It just was helping the Mm -hmm. symptoms. So then COVID hit after all of this was coming to light. And I thankfully was still able to stream and teach and coach some of the clients I had at the corporate center. And and lo and behold, wouldn't you know, I was pregnant with my second. So <laughs> from there, basically, I just began this long journey of more rest. I was focusing on more rest, especially because when you're pregnant, you kind of have no choice. And when I had my second baby, things really began to change for me. I was holding her when, you know, up late at night one night, which all you moms know, like that involves many middle of the night, late nights. And I just thought I was like, I wonder how she is going to deal with the things that I deal with. Like, what is her personality going to be like? How is she going to face motherhood if she chooses to be a mother someday? You know what? And you love your kids so much. Like you want them to live their best life. So I was like, okay, so how can I teach my kids this? You know, how can I help them to do that? And the answer was so obvious. It was like, Katie, like you have to, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. you have to show them, you know, you have to show them. They, they watch your every move. They really do. And when they see you live out your life, like, that you have passions, that you have that fire and you have those goals, they start to emulate that and they start to pick Mm -hmm. up on things that they really enjoy and they express themselves and, you know, get out in the world and aren't afraid. Like, and I really focused on that. I wanted that for my kids. So I wanted to inspire my kids and then in return, you know, I was helping them. I was preparing them for the world. So yeah, absolutely. It's a question I get all the time from parents. It's like, how can I get my child to eat a little bit more healthy? How can I get them to use their technology a little less? And quite often the answer is just looking in the mirror. Are you eating as healthy as you could be? Have you been doing it for a while now? Because you might have been doing it for a few weeks, but they might be six or seven years old like your eldest is. And they've seen you maybe for the past six and a half years of their entire life. And also, we've got to figure that perspective as well. That's 95% of their life. Like six years to you and I is only a certain percentage. It's a small percentage. But that's 95% of their life compared to the small amount of time that you might be focusing on your health and wellness. So I think that there's a big message in there is that you really have to embody it, especially whilst they're young and they're super malleable as well. What does that process look like for you in terms of making that transition? Mm-hmm. You obviously have this kind of 
epiphany late at night and then you recognize that, okay, well, I need to start with myself. What did those next steps look like? Well, the first thing I had to figure out was just like you said, like, okay, well, like, what am I going to do? Like, where do I start? And I kind of started where I needed the most attention. I'm like, let's just go back to the basics. And I just started making better choices for myself, taking the time for myself to prepare better foods and also giving up more processed foods. And then the other thing that was really, really big for me was I actually chose exercise that nourished and helped my body instead of focusing so much on the results that I wanted and then being, you know, you see these things in the media and you see all these different workouts and all, oh, if you want these results, here's how you get here and this is what you do. You have to follow this exactly. There's only one way to do it. (laughs) Yes. And the truth of the matter is there is not one way to do it and it may not be good for you. And things that you did, I was an athlete. So things that I did when I was an athlete were not going to fit into my lifestyle now. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, I want those results, but I don't know how to get there. So I had to tap into my everything that I've learned with my certifications and the school and basically take myself back to school and find something that was more healing, more toning and nourish my body more than anything. So I had some older injuries, too, that, you know, started to bother me. And I was like, this is not. You know, this is not how this is supposed to go. So I need to feel good. I love that point that you make as well, because there is that temptation to go back to what worked before. And I think that we always seem to forget that our lives looked completely different. Like, even if we don't have children, we're in a different situation with our life. Maybe we're in a new relationship or a new job, or maybe we're just even 15, 20 years older than we were when we were at our absolute best when you were an athlete, for example. And I think that we often forget that. And especially when kids come into the equation as well, I quite often say to a lot of people is that, you know, those results you got in the past and the energy and time and effort you were able to give to your health and fitness in the past is amazing, but it might have to look different now. And I think that that's yeah. a big takeaway that I want people to hear and understand. And unfortunately, it might come with slightly slower results than it used to. Right. But it's not to say that you're taking anything away from yourself. It's that you're just giving more because you're now not only looking after your health and fitness, you're being a mother, you're being a wife, you're doing all these other things as well. I think that has to be that level of gentle acceptance mm-hmm. that realistically it's not going to look like what it did before, but you can still get very, very good results. And it's not also one-dimensional. It's not just getting health and fitness results. It's getting health and fitness results at a slightly slower level. There's also being a mother, being a wife, running your business, all these other things as well. And I think that that gentle acceptance could be really powerful. How did you come to terms with that in terms of being able to say, well, it's not going to work the way I used to be an athlete and the way I used to train. And maybe it's going to be slightly slow on the results side of things. How did you mentally come to terms with that? So actually, um, when this res- when this journey started, I am Catholic. So I turned back to a lot of prayer, a lot of reflection. Mm-hmm. And I just asked God, I was like, show me, show me who I need to be. Show me what the next step is. Show me what I need to do. And basically what he showed me was he showed me that being a mother is a beautiful thing and it's just a new chapter in your life. It's not this thing that's holding you back. 
It's this thing mm. that's helping you grow. And I think when you shift your mindset from, well, now I'm in this situation now. And I think when people think about age, they tend to think about it as a negative thing. Like, oh, I'm this old now, you know, or I have this role now. And sometimes you just need that reminder that, no, this is a beautiful thing. And it's not that you necessarily forgot because you enjoy being the age you are and you enjoy being the mom you are, but somehow subconsciously, you know, we kind of bury that down and we need that reminder. Like we just need that reminder. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Can you speak on that a little bit more? Because if I don't always get to give my opinion as fully as I would like to, because I'm not a parent yet, yeah. but I almost feel like some people have their children and they almost see it as something that happened to them. You know, it's like, yes, you probably chose to have the children you have and now all of a sudden you're like wow i've got these children they require this x y z and i know deep down they love them but quite often you hear more of the complaints about what they're having to sacrifice on this out on versus what it's giving to them so can you speak on that a little bit more for someone who i'm not a parent yet so i'm just holding <laughs> sure. my opinion to myself but someone who is a parent please go ahead sure yeah so i think well first of all when you become a parent, you never really know what's going to hit you. Everybody can describe Boom. it to you and you can see other parents, but you don't know how it's going to affect you. So when you become a parent, it's like this whole new world and it's like full of all these highs and amazing like gifts. And then it's also full of a lot of like realization on how much time and how much um, giving and how much energy it takes and I think that's where people really fall into that. Like, oh, like having those thoughts where I don't get to do what I wanted to do anymore. And like, how am I going to adjust to this? And all of that, I believe, is a lot of comes with a lot of uncertainty. And it stems from uncertainty because there's this sense of freedom. You want to be free, but you know that your life is going to be different now. And you don't necessarily not want the life you have. You just want to be able to find a new way to express yourself. So I think that's where it's so important where people like you and me were in this industry for a reason. And we're very passionate about that. We know that body transformation, we know that coaching, it takes a lot of mindset in order to be mm -hmm. successful. So yeah, that's where I go with that usually. <laughs> I like it. And I think a big thing that it comes back to, as we just mentioned, is letting go of the old mm -hmm. and being able to embrace the new and just seeing that, okay, well, there's no going back to that. Once you have children, that's something you're going to have for life. And it's a beautiful thing to embrace and to understand as one. Of course, like you mentioned, it comes with its challenges and its ups and downs. But at the same time, like I think it's just fully embracing that new era and that new chapter, as you said, as you were asking for God, the guidance that you needed. I think a lot of people, even if they don't have that level of faith, they can just say, well, what can my life look like now? It doesn't mean I have to leave these things behind. It's just that things are going to have to look a little different. So I like that a lot. And transitioning into something you speak about, which I think is going to encourage a lot of parents, is unbreakable energy. Yeah. Everyone I could ask probably loves the sound of that, especially moms. So yes. talk to me about what that concept means and how we can start creating unbreakable energy. Yeah, so unbreakable energy is basically 
where you transform into this energetic, confident version of yourself as a mom, and you have time to pursue your passions, you have time to nourish your body, and you, in return, you are showing your children how to be free, how to express themselves, and how you get there is the smallest, simplest steps, right? I think what's important to address here first is the obstacles. So, you know, it's like, oh yeah, all of that sounds amazing, but like immediately, and especially as a mom, like you're always like looking for ways to make things work. So it's like, what are the things that I'm going to have to what, take care of? What are going to be my obstacles? So the first and most obvious one is time. <laughs> so everybody struggles with having enough time especially moms oh, and it's not that we necessarily don't have the time but we don't know how to make time like we don't even know how to make time and the with the little time we have you know we're spending time thinking about what we're going to be doing and then before you know it the time is up you know, so it's uh -huh. like, oh, my baby's calling for me or something, you know, I got to go to pick up this kid, you know, whatever the event is. So basically it's finding the time and like getting a coach who can help you with that. And whether it's five minutes or 20 minutes and connecting that with the transformation you actually want and making sure that transformation is actually fits your lifestyle is going to integrate with your family life. And the second biggest one I hear is I don't have the money for self-care. And I think we have to redefine how we think about self-care because I was equally guilty of this. When I thought about self-care, I thought about like massages. I thought about going to get <sighs> a facial. I thought about going to get my nails done, you know, and those yeah, are yeah. all wonderful things, but that's not everything self-care encompasses. Self-care encompasses so many other things. It encompasses your passions. It encompasses your mindset, like so many different but categories. Man. It's so much broader. So when people say, I don't have the money, I want to say, well, you know, we're not looking to spend a ton of money because that frame of mindset already, you want to look for things that are soul satisfying, right? Because then it but won't feel like you're spending all this money you won't have that negative mindset because you're like this is soul satisfying it's so so soul satisfying that it's a part of me and actually an example of that that I have is one of the things that I always told myself oh well I don't know if it's ever going to be possible for you to do that it takes so much time was horseback riding so I went back yeah. I used to ride horses when I was little and becoming an adult and a mom, I was like, oh, I know how much time that involves. And I know it's a lot of money. And I was like, you know what? Stop telling yourself no and just check it out. Like give yourself more of an opportunity to check it out and then be confident. Like when, at least be confident when you say no. I checked it out and I was like, okay, that's not too big of a cost. Like I can work that out. And I managed to work it out with my husband's schedule. And now I go every Friday and it's like the best thing ever. I'm there. And oh, I love that. I feel so free. 
and like I call myself an equestrian now like which I you know had always dreamed of getting back into horses but for some reason I just put up that wall and just said no not going to be possible because you're grown up now and you have responsibilities Mm -hmm. you know and again it goes back to our children it's like oh that's so sad because I don't want my children to think that you know like Mm -hmm. your life is just getting you know you have all these different chapters and your life is getting started always in a different chapter there's always new things to explore so yeah i love that yeah so going back to your question about that unbreakable energy it's just when you have that light back and when you feel those soul satisfying activities take a place in your heart and you're one with your spirituality and you're nourishing your body you just feel like you're on this whole new level of like I love my life. I love my children. And this is freaking awesome. Like, why didn't I do this mm-hmm. sooner? <laughs> yeah. This is what I help moms to do. And it is like the most rewarding thing ever. And seeing that light come back. I had a client who picked up an old, had a similar situation and picked up an old hobby of hers. And you can just tell like this light is just back in her. And it's the most wonderful thing. Yeah, it's beautiful. And when you said light just then, I saw your face light up as you started to mention the equestrian yes. and getting back and, you know, it being super soul filling. And you could see it. You could literally see the change and transition in your face as well. And I find this because I do work with a lot of mothers myself in the coaching business that I have. And quite often, any time where I ask them, like, well, what do you genuinely do for you? The answer is like, well, you know, sometimes I try and catch a show on Netflix, you know, maybe I get an opportunity to go out with my husband, like maybe once every two months, but it's really not anything that's A, that lights up their soul. I mean, maybe go out with their husband does, but it's more like, well, I'm preoccupied with thinking about the kids of is the babysitting and treating them right, et cetera. And then they were able to like fully set into that. And I think part of it's because it's so infrequent as well, right? Like if you are only going on this date every two months or your form of self-care has just become Netflix because it's the easiest thing to do. It's like, well, it doesn't really light you up in that same way. And I always try to encourage them as much as I can to start doing something that does takes them out of mom mode yes. as well. Like I want them to get back to like, I don't want you to just be mom. I want you to be Katie again. Yeah. Like I want you to be you again. And I think that that's a big trap that a lot of moms get to it. They're like, I'm just mom now. Maybe I'm wife as well, but I'm mainly mom. And they forget who they are deep down. So how do you get your clients specifically to start prioritizing that? Because it's one thing to want it. And then there's another thing to actually say, oh, actually I'm going to go and allocate the time. I loved what you said about like, just check it out. So at least you... I can say no with conviction rather than all these thoughts of, ah, it's going to be too expensive, too too time consuming, et cetera. Talk to me a little bit about how you get your clients to prioritize their own self-care. So the first thing that I have them do is I usually explain to them that they're stuck in this cycle because I was stuck in the same cycle. You're so exhausted that literally any free time you have, you want to do something that's so, that takes the lowest amount of energy as possible. Uh And because it does like getting out of that funk it takes energy it takes effort but you're never going to get out of it if you just stay where you are and i basically ask them a series of questions and i take them through you know what do you really light up about get rid of the obstacles get rid of the barriers and what do you really light up about and i just get them talking and then you find it 
like you find it, you know what lights them up yeah. because they'll start out by saying, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know what I even want anymore and I don't know where to even start. And I, I totally get that because that's where I was. I was like, I don't know. Like I placed all these limits <laughs> on myself that and there were things that I forgot about myself. Like I forgot that I loved horses so much. I forgot all that stuff. So it takes the intentionality of a coach asking the right questions and really like prying sure. and asking you you know, what do you light up about? And tell me a little bit more about that. And when you dream at night and you dream about things, do you dream anymore? Well, you know, like sometimes that's something that people have trouble with is they're used to like responsibility that they shut up down all their dreams. They shut them down immediately because they're like, that's scary. I have responsibilities now. I have this new human being that I'm in charge of. So I just need to focus on that. And the truth in the matter is, is that it is not a healthy way to think. So, yeah, I love that. And I think that just someone asking the question for the very first time, a step towards something that could, could be very, very good for them. Because like you said, I think people get so caught up in, I'm exhausted all the time. Mm -hmm. I've got all these responsibilities. If I do have a little bit of time, maybe I want to go do the washing or even just get a 20 minute nap. Because realistically, I know that once the kids wake up, I need to get going again. And I think that that really shows the need to allocate it within your schedule and give it the importance that it really, really deserves. Because if that's a big thing that you mentioned as well, is that I feel that when people go into motherhood is that they lose that element of joy in other things. Mm -hmm. And there's just not anything that's like, like you said, that lights up their soul that's within their repertoire. So I love that as well. Yeah, it's just you are so overwhelmed and busy with the day-to-day -day tasks that anything extra sounds like work. So that's the other mm. part of the mindset that we have to address is it's like, this is all, anything extra is work and I am just keeping my head above water and I, you know, I know I need a break, but for some reason to me, that just seems like another thing that I got to do right now. So that's when you really yeah. know that, yeah, we need to do something. <laughs> so there's a big narrative switch there yes. as well that needs to happen, right? Yeah, no, I like that a lot because if we frame it in a different way and you're like, well, this is actually fun. This is enjoyment. This is not something that's going to take away from me. But I think that that's the thing that you mentioned as well. It's like, it gives you that energy back. So when you, and this is the same as a health and fitness journey as well. So I say to my clients, it's like, okay, you have a few hours into your training, your meal prep, et cetera. But when you go back to doing the tasks that you need to do, you're going to have 10 times more energy than you had before, that those tasks are just going to somehow fall into place. Whereas they took 40 hours a week before, because you're now more productive, you're more energized, you're feeling better, they now only take 30. Yes. So you now have those 10 hours to commit to yourself, but you have to commit to that time first. Otherwise, it's always going to take 40 because it's going to be in that same exhausted position. Yes. And the question I wanted to transition into next is around younger children. Obviously, when you get started with motherhood and your children are very, very young and they're requiring a lot of attention for mothers as breastfeeding as well, how is that different to having kids who are maybe like seven and four years old, for example, versus having children that are maybe months old and maybe just two or three years of age? Well, the challenges can be very different. So especially when the, when the children are younger, what's crazy is it depends on the kid. Because my first girl, she was very what I call a by the book baby. Like she ate every three hours. She breastfed really well. And it was really easy for me to form a routine. 
And though I didn't have a whole lot of free time, I at least knew, okay, she's going to be hungry around this time. She's going to need this, that. Kind of predictable. Yes. My second was not as predictable. She was impatient (laughs) when we did breastfeeding. She was very feisty and every day was a new day with her. So that took me on a whole new adventure. So moms with young children, what they really have to figure out is keep trying. Like just keep trying because you are growing with your children. So be open. Be open to trying new things like when it comes to exercise, when it comes to nutrition. Just, you know, take a deep breath and don't be so focused on the control because a lot of times you're thrown into situations with children where you feel very out of control. And so our natural instinct is that we want to figure it out and we want to control it. And that seems to be our reaction that overtakes other decisions. So just relax, trust your instincts, and just roll with it. That was like the biggest lesson that I learned. Just roll with it because you don't know what you're going to wake up to. And having a plan A, B, C, and D, you know, because it happens. I mean, that's just life. So as they get older, things begin to shift a little bit and, you know, they're becoming healthier, but you still do have that unpredictability because they are trying to figure out their emotions, right? They're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And so you're able to form more of a routine, but you also want to make sure that you're there for them. You know, you're there for them while they're at school and they come home from school. And so, you know, I obviously have not reached this point yet, but when you have children that become older and then then they start to get involved in things. So then it's like, you really have to be flexible. And that really is the key here is you just have to be adaptable. You have to have a plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, because you'll feel A, you'll feel way more prepared because you're like, okay, you're sick today. That's fine. We'll address that. And I'll just get this like 10 minutes of stretching in if I can. And yeah. you just have to have that attitude because if if you don't and you really focus on the control aspects and say statements like, if I don't get this done, then I just, it's not going to work. I can't do it. If you have statements like that, you are going to have a very hard time. Uh, accomplishing what you want to accomplish that's uh, yeah so just be adaptable just be adaptable and roll with it (laughs) and i love that because it's the opposite of control right you can't be controlling and flexible synonymously you just can't do it and that's where you have to let go of one or the other and i think a big part is letting go of that control because control and unpredictability also don't fall into the same sentence and bracket either so i think that's a a big, big takeaway that I want people to hear. And another aspect as well is that so many mothers give themselves such a hard yes, time, yes. right? Like if they don't complete that workout, they are a terrible human. If they aren't able to prep their meals, you know, for some reason, like they give themselves such a hard time. I have mothers check in on a regular basis with me. I'm like, oh, I didn't complete this again. It's like, I've, I've done, I keep saying the same thing for the last three or four weeks. I just need to do it. And there's just such this negative narrative and self-talk as well. How can we move away from that? Because I imagine obviously letting go of control 
being more flexible with what they achieve and what they don't achieve is going to be a big one. Do you have any tips for kind of encouraging more of a positive self-talk? Because I find that that is a trap. And I I imagine it's also compounded with the tiredness as well. Because I know how I am when I'm tired. I know how everyone is when they're tired. We have a slightly more negative outlook on life. So when you have that, you're not completing the things that you want to, maybe you're controlling too much. It does then create this level of like, yeah, negativity essentially. So can you talk on that a little bit? Yeah. A big thing with moms is guilt and we often call it mom guilt. And that's where you find yourself feeling guilty for everything. And it's very unhealthy. And it's something where we put ourselves under such pressure to do a good job that you just have to remember, like just being there for your child and doing the best you can and loving them is really what they need. That is yeah. essential. It's okay if you mess up and you forgot whatever it was. You didn't bring the right amount of diapers or you didn't bring the right amount of wipes. Or maybe you forgot at school that, you know, my kid goes to a school where they have to wear a uniform and they have to dress a certain way every day. And sometimes they have days where they get to wear whatever they want within the restrictions they have. And so maybe it's like, oh, well, I forgot that day was a dress down day is what they call it. And she was upset and all these things. And it's my fault. And you just have to cut yourself some slack. Everybody is growing here. Everyone's learning. The biggest thing that I would tell moms is just remember to breathe and take it one small step at a time. Like, yes, we want to keep your vision and your transformation in hand. We want to make sure that's clear on what it is that you want. But just remember that this is going to be a roller coaster and this is going to be a journey. And you don't have to do it perfect. You don't have to be perfect all the time. It's impossible. So if you set yourself up like that, you're in for a lot of like self-abuse and disappointment, really. So just remember, it's a roller coaster. And the one thing that you can hold on to is that you're trying, like you're putting the effort in where most people would just give up. So I use that to elevate moms because it's like, just remember, like you are putting in the work, you are putting in the the effort. And even if you fail, you're just that much further along on your journey. Like now we know that doesn't work or now, you know, we know we're going to run into those situations. Like, Take everything and just put a positive spin on it. And remember, the goal is to inspire your children. So they watch how you react to certain situations. They watch how you talk Mm. to yourself. They do catch on. I have two girls and I am very careful about what I say to myself in the mirror when I'm getting ready. They ask me about, you know, makeup and all these other things. And I'm just like, oh, it just makes mommy feel pretty, but it's not something I really have to have, you know? And it's just make, you're instilling this knowledge and you're building confidence in your children. And that's honestly what it's all about when you're a mom. So just remember, if you lead by example, you're not going to screw up, okay? You're not going to screw up big, I should say. So just remember, like, to be yourself. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And I think that many times it's hard to do it for ourselves, but when we do it for others, it makes it so much more achievable. And I was about to ask, how do you remind yourself to do that? But I guess each time you look at your daughters, like that's your reminder, right? Yeah, absolutely. And 
every day it's the little things throughout the day like when they smile at me when they run and run to me and give me a big hug or they ask me questions and of course we have bad days where everybody's really cranky <laughs> and we're fighting more and you just have to take a deep breath and sometimes just being honest with your children too I know my daughter's only seven, but I tell her, I'm like, yeah, mommy's just having a really hard time today. Like, I didn't get much sleep last night. And I go, I shouldn't have said that to you. I'm sorry. So just showing yeah. them that it's okay to make mistakes. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think it's a very conscious form of parenting. And I think that that's what I love about this next generation of parents who are kind of on the lower end of the millennial scale, right? Mm -hmm. Is that we now have the opportunity to parent in a different way that our parents parented us. And I think there's a lot of information, but that also brings a lot of responsibility. But just coming from that frame of honesty and just being upfront, I think goes a long way. Even if you are making those mistakes, even if you aren't quite able to deliver exactly what you want to do on that day, I think that that's what the children will appreciate. So just that transparency and that you're ultimately trying to do your best, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you, I mean, in the world, I feel like we need a lot more authenticity. So I stress that really hard in my coaching business and just in life yeah, in general, like just be authentic. And any potential client that comes up to me, I say, look, like I'm an open book. I like to be really authentic. And if you feel you're right for this program, let's chat and you know, if I feel like you're not ready yet or it's not time, I will tell you everything that you do should be authentic because the world needs more of that. The world needs more of you. And I know it sounds kind of cheesy or whatever people want to say, but we need more people who feel that they can express themselves and everybody has something to offer. Everybody has different gifts. And it's a really beautiful thing to see all of the different gifts we have to offer. I could not agree more. And I think that the most authentic version of you is the best you to deliver those gifts as well. It's not you trying to be someone else or someone that you're not. It's you truly being you because of that's the untouched form of that version, right? Yes. That's only you can do that. Only you can deliver it in the way that you do. I love that message as well. And what I want to transition onto now is habits. Mm -hmm. Habits are hard enough to build as just an individual, especially trying to integrate them into a family dynamic. That's quite a lot of pushback that I usually get is that, well, I want to start eating healthier, but then I have to make my husband a different meal. I have to make my children a different meal. Yep. And I can't be there and make the kitchen making three different meals every single day. So where does habits fall into the equation here? How do we integrate the habits that we want to build for our health and fitness into our family lives as well? Yeah. So um, especially with eating and nutrition, this is always a big one. And I say the change is going to be very gradual with you. And it's also going to be very gradual with your family. Okay. So no one's going to change overnight. And as far as it comes when it's like making meals, you brought up dinner and things at night. The biggest suggestion I have for my clients is I always say, pick a meal that is very basic and then build upon it. So you can make it your own. And then if your husband wants to make it his own, he can. And then the children have their basic meal. Because that's one thing about children is they're very picky. And they don't want a lot of spices and all of these other things. So just, and it makes it so much easier on you. If you just 
keep it basic, like keep it basic and then you can always build upon it. So like you have, you know, you have your protein and your vegetable, maybe you have some wild rice or whatever, right? So it's like, okay, where can I take this? So I know my kids like may not eat wild rice. Which that is the other thing too, is you really don't know about kids. You really, it's a a huge (laughs) experiment. So serving them like charcuterie style, sort of like little servings and then have Mm -hmm. some stuff that you know they will eat and that you'll know they like, but also put that other stuff and just don't say anything. Just be like, just give it and just see what happens. And sometimes like, my daughter, she's two and a half and she loves peas. Like I would have never thought like she would have loved peas. So you just don't know. But I would say that would be the key is sometimes we focus so hard on like we think we have to think way outside the box when really all we have to do is take it back down to the simplest things. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. I like that a lot. What are some of the meals that you rely on as a family? What are some of those basic fundamentals that you bring out? So we actually eat a lot of Mexican here. (laughs) We have a lot Mm -hmm. of seasoned chicken and I'll have like bell peppers and vegetables, all that good stuff. And then maybe I'll make some rice and beans and all of that. So I might have like a burrito bowl or I might have corn tacos or something really simple and i'll just be sure to put a lot of vegetables and my kids will do like quesadillas so we'll do like cheese and the meat we'll do the quesadilla and then i give them like a little bit of the vegetable and then we have a rule at my house where however old you are that's how many pieces of the vegetable you have to eat (laughs) so (laughs) there's that and then thankfully my husband also has the goal in mind that he wants to stay healthy he also works out and is really avid about it he gets up super early in the morning and so he lives the life of luxury that his wife is like really cares about eating healthy as well so and i am very big on like i like to cook the meals because well first of all i kind of enjoy it and second of all i want to make sure i get all of the components that i need and so we took a meal like mexican but there's like so many different options you could do with that there's so many different options you could do with just plain chicken and you just pick mm-hmm. a vegetable right and then as a side you could do sweet potatoes regular potatoes or for the kids like sometimes we do like an organic mac and cheese and it's like just don't don't think you have to be like this health guru who like never eats anything that's questionable you know at least to start out like give yourself a break and just keep it simple yeah i love that and i think it falls in line with what you said earlier in the sense of like okay well in the past when you got in shape yeah, you may have only stuck to the protein, the rice and the vegetables and didn't go down the route of any of these other options. But right now you're in this different phase and immediately by preparing the food at home, that's immediately better than you maybe ordering out, yeah. for example, yep. or just putting something in the microwave that you got from the supermarket, right? So I think that it's almost about saying, okay, well, there's levels to this game. And right now I'm playing this game with a bunch of other characters and I need to accommodate <laughs> their needs as well. Yes. So I think that, and, and their needs are very fussy sometimes. Yes. So I think that it's very nice to open up that door and say, okay, well, keep things simple, but have um, any options on the table and just notice that, okay, 
if vegetables are on the agenda, if protein is on the agenda, and if I'm making it from home, that's a pretty solid meal, right? Yes, yeah, because you know what's going in it. And sometimes I'll even look at a recipe where I'm like, ooh, that looks really good, but I know my family's not going to eat it, and I'll just kind of dull it down and maybe take some uh -huh. things out or serve it on the side. The options are endless, which makes it complicated, but it's also nice that the options are endless because that means that it's possible. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I love that. And I want to talk about the holidays now. Mm -hmm. That's obviously a time of the year, both when kids are no longer at school or Christmas holidays or summer holidays. That's usually the most challenging time for the moms that I work yeah. with. It's like their routine that they had just gets thrown out the window yes. and all of a sudden, yeah, it's a chaotic enjoyable nightmare in the best possible way but there doesn't seem to be as much structure as there is when normal routines are in place so how do we maintain some of these habits when it comes to the holidays any holiday i think would be helpful to go off because of they all bring their different set of uh, challenges Gosh. but generally speaking how would we now date those yeah i would say the biggest thing is when i tell people and clients and i say if you're going to a lot of parties bring a dish and make it super healthy and then like only eat your dish. Don't wander around and pick off like all these other little things, you know, set a rule, set a boundary for alcohol. You know, if you enjoy an alcoholic beverage, that's fine. But, you know, set a boundary. So set your boundaries would be like the very first tip I would get. And just be realistic about what your challenges are going to be and set some boundaries because if you don't make a plan now it's just not going to end very well and find somebody that will hold you accountable at the end to like say okay second week of january we're going to start this program or we're going to do this and or i'm going to check this and we're going to see where you're at you know and it's not in a threatening way it's just more of a like hey, we're going to keep you on track and your progress and your transformation mm -hmm. is really important to me. So let's set something up to make sure that we don't lose what you've worked so hard to get. Totally. Yeah. Because those weeks turn into months, yes, right? Yes, yeah. And if you don't have someone to kind of touch base with you, it's like, well, I was supposed to touch base on the second week of January, but now it was six weeks into the year and the schools are about to break up again. And then all of a sudden there's another you know, holiday to navigate. So I think that's a really, really important part. And do you basically like cycle based on the holidays? Like for example, right now that we're not in holiday mode, would you be training a little bit more than maybe as we transition into Christmas or Thanksgiving, for example, would you then maybe lower the amount of activity that you're doing? Is that how it personally works for you and your clients? Yeah, I mean, that does, but I also tell them you're right because it does kind of work in a cycle. But at the same time, I tell them you have to do something over the holidays. Like you have to do. Okay, I like it. Yeah, you have to do something. You can't just quit. If you quit, coming back is going to be so hard. And it's, mm. you know, and you're going to be that level of confidence goes down, you know. And there's also that level of like shame you have to deal with because you know you shouldn't have That's done true. that thing, but you did it anyway. So basically... If the, as much as you can stay ahead of the game, the better. And that's why I always stress, like, have a plan A, B, C, D, whatever, because it's like, just be as prepared as possible. Like, it's impossible to prepare for 
everything because you don't always know it's yeah. going to happen. But it is possible to at least prepare, like give it some effort and prepare yourself because you know it's coming. So yeah, I like that. It falls in line with everything that we've mentioned today in terms of giving yourself some grace being flexible i think a big thing is not having that all or nothing mindset as well because i think that some people are like well if i can't complete my three training sessions then i may have not do it at all yeah and that's something that it's not exclusive to mothers it's, it's just about 90 percent of the people that we come across on a day-to-day basis i'm sure it's the same for yourself as well and it's just like go yeah. you know recognizing that something is better than nothing and that's the mindset i want to switch people it's like let's leave the all or nothing mindset behind and let's embrace that something is better than nothing because mm-hmm. like you said getting back on track like time and time again it becomes exhausting in itself and it's much much better to just raise the frequency of what you're already doing versus having to start essentially from what you perceive as zero once again yeah exactly again we go way we're always coming back to mindset so it's all about how you perceive the holidays like if you look at it and you're like okay i know i'm gonna misbehave then it's like, well, then you are. I mean, you just, well, (laughs) you know? So if you look at it from a mindset of like, okay, I really don't want to lose the progress that I've made and I've made all these amazing changes. I feel amazing and the holidays are here and I'm feeling a little bit discouraged because I know what's coming. How can I make these changes so that I can still like feel like I'm celebrating the holidays, but also at the same time- not losing that whole mindset and having to start over because it's also not good for you physically to bounce up and down and wait so frequently like that as well. So that's something else I tried to just remind my clients of. And because, I mean, it depends on how you look at the holidays too. A lot of my clients, sometimes it's a very stressful time of year because maybe they lost like a loved one or maybe they have family who doesn't get along or maybe it's just the opposite. Maybe it is their favorite time of year and they absolutely love it. This is when they're thriving. So it's such a person to person basis. And I think like as coaches and trainers, we just have to remember, like, just be there, just be there to support them, check in on them and make sure that they know that you're as invested in this program as they are and yep. that you're super proud of them and proud of the person that they're becoming and that you know that once these holidays are over that they're going to come back and they're going to be smiling because they maintained what you know what they maintained just a lot of like yeah positive reinforcement everything has to be uplifting it can't be this whole like level of dread you know it's like that level totally. of dread and shame that we kind of have to we got to get rid of that yeah, I love that. We could probably dive into that on a lot more depth, but we unfortunately we don't have another two hours. Exactly. But I do want to ask one final question about all of this is how does this apply to single mothers? I imagine yes, that they yeah. have a lot of different challenges. I mean, it's amazing when you have a support of a partner, but not everyone has the luxury of that. So how does this advice apply to those single mothers out there? Well, like I said, everybody's situation is very different. It depends on why they're a single mother. Sometimes they're divorced. Sometimes they're a complete widow, or sometimes the father's completely out of the picture. So it really depends on the individual. And that is one of the first things that I tackle with my clients is like, what's your availability like? And just know that like we can make it possible. 
we can make this possible. And I know it seems impossible, but our job as coaches and trainers is to make sure that we're flexible enough and that we are providing the support, the tools, and everything that single moms will need to feel like, number one, that they're heard, because that is a really big one. Um, because mm. moms tend to, especially single moms, tend to isolate themselves because they say, well, a lot of people don't understand what I'm going through. A lot of people don't sure. get it. And I think making sure that your client, who is a single mom, is seen, heard, they know that you empathize with them, and everything that we address is very real. Like, we're, we're not fluffing stuff around, right? So it's like, yeah, if a sure. single mom tells you through all these, like, questions and really diving in that she has 10 minutes to give, she really only has 10 minutes to give. So... Like, and that is totally fine. And that's where we start. That's where we start. So yep. anything is possible and everybody has dreams. And if you, basically, if you really want something bad enough, you just have to get connected with the right people and it will happen. It will. So I always tell single moms, like, don't feel left out. Like, just because you're on, you feel like you're on your own and you don't have a lot of help, it doesn't mean that you can't accomplish something. And if anything, you probably have a way stronger perspective than, you know, all the rest of us moms, like, can learn from each yeah. other, right? So total sense of respect there. And yeah, I would say those are the biggest things I would start. Yeah, I think they're big. And I think that it's just, like you said, applying the type of perspective that you need to do your individual situation and recognizing that every single person is an individual and if anything it gives you even more kind of power i want to say mm -hmm. over the upbringing of your child and i think that what you started this conversation with is like being the inspiration for your child thinking about the future self for them and how you want them to live their lives as well and seeing it from a positive perspective like okay i've got complete autonomy about how i raised my child and how I allow them to show up in the world. So, you know, in a beautiful way, there's even a greater deal of responsibility on myself because they don't have two parents to learn from. And, you know, it can be seen as a disadvantage, which in some ways it's going to be more challenging, but in other ways it can be seen as an advantage. And I think that that's where maybe even reaching out to a coach is even more important because you don't have that other figure in that child's life. So that's where maybe you need that a little bit more support, a little bit more accountability than someone else might. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's one of those things where, like you said, we're bringing it back to how inspiring children is like really the ultimate goal and basically using your strengths to get where you want to go. I love it. I love it. Casey, this has been an amazing conversation. I really, really enjoyed it. And I want to wrap up with a final couple of questions. Sure. And the first is, what impact do you want to have on the world with the work that you do? Well, I really just want to empower mothers to, I think the key is really to empower mothers to feel free and transform into that positive, energetic woman that I know they can be. Because, again, the biggest thing is to inspire our children and has a, a rippling effect. So the more authentic you are, 
the more passionate you are about all the things you love and how you can show that to them. Just really living life with like a huge light and a huge zest for life is really the biggest thing I want to teach people because we need people to go from having the routine that's super dull and I work a really hard, stressful job and I don't do anything outside of my work because I'm so exhausted. We need people to take it up a huge notch, like way up here because <laughs> we need people to be themselves authentically because we don't need more robots, basically. We need people to yeah. express themselves because we need each other is really what it comes down to. We really need each other. And humans are social beings, even if you're an introvert, which it may surprise some people, but I'm like super introverted. So it's like, I need, yes, but I need people though. Like I need to be around yeah. people and I thrive off helping people. So I would say that would be the biggest impact I want to have on people. I love it. I love the mission that you're on. And where's the best place for people to find you if they want to keep up with the work that you're doing? So they can find me on Instagram and Facebook. If you look on my, I think there's going to be some links attached to this podcast. In but the show notes below. Yes. Yep. So you can find me on the socials. I also have a link where you can set up a free consultation with me if it's something you're interested in working with me. I do have a program out right now. It's called Mama Needs a Time Out your 90 day program to balance time. I love the name. Yes. Balance time, unbreakable energy and a powerful confidence. So that is the program I have out now. And so if you want to reach me, I hope to hear from you soon. But you know, this conversation was wonderful, Elliot. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I wish, wish the most success for us all and good luck to everyone showing their gifts and being their authentic selves. Absolutely. No, the pleasure was my Katie. I think we had an amazing back and forth and I feel like this is going to help many, many mothers. So I'm looking forward to getting this out far and wide. And yeah, thank you so much for your words of wisdom today. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Bye. Thank you. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.